0: good evening friends welcome to an episode of perfect in love with john and kim i'm john i'm kim well here we are it's thursday again again it's like it happens every week i'm tired wife i know weary if you will
1: i think
0: we're tired and every day that ends with a
1: Y. Why. <laughs> why there's a bug on my microphone oh. <laughs> like, there's a bug in my microphone. Get it off! That is gross.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! It's been
1: one of those days, of course my mouth is right on the mic, and there's a bug about ready to crawl in my mouth.
0: Mmm, protein. Yeah,
1: that's, that's disgusting.
0: <laughs> oh, friends, friends, friends. We've talked a great deal about rest, about self care, and other things. Oh. Um, but what keeps coming up in our life, my life, our devotions, different things, is uh, passage out of Galatians and just instruction um, in various ways. Basically, not to give up. Is that fair?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Galatians six nine. We're gonna just get right to scripture tonight. How about that? Boom. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time he will. we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Galatians 6, 9, and 10. What do we do with that?
1: Can I tell a story? The first time that I really, really, really remembered the scripture...
0: Is it about our friend Caleb? It is. Okay. It then hashtag, you may
1: hashtag Caleb was not a prophet. But another example of how he was kind of a prophet, but not really. Um
0: again, as we've discussed, he can have you know that as a is a gift. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, anyway, go on. Um
1: so last year what was it, lead weekend yep. that I came out for? March. So we had all the summer staff or potential summer staff. Um, that came for a weekend and I drove up to help or be present help in the dish room I don't remember but I remember I came up for that weekend and um kind of sacrificed a little bit to be here we were all in the youth center at the end of our worship service and Caleb was our speaker um and at that point it was really hard for me being separated from you, and you were here living at the camp. I was at home. We were struggling mentally. We were struggling financially. We had a lot of things going on, and we were all spread out in the youth center, and Caleb came around and prayed with everyone individually, and I was acting very strong and, you know, this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, we're happy and everything. And Caleb prayed over me and the words that I remember him saying was, do not grow weary of doing good. And I completely lost it because then I just remembered that. Yeah, this may stink (laughs) present moment, not living in the same house as my husband and stuff's just everywhere. We're broke. Like <laughs> all of these things are just earthly things, but the things we were doing were good. And it was just a reminder to me that, you know, life's going to get hard, whether you're working in ministry or working a different job or whatever your situation may be. But that was the second time in my life where Caleb just basically told me what I needed to hear straight from the Lord, like it's... The Lord. I Yeah, the Lord. He came, answers
0: to the Lord. The
1: Lord with the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um But that's just something I'll remember my entire life, I think, because it was such a impactful moment.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think the key in it is the motivation behind the good. Yeah, The only way to keep on track and to keep with it is for your reasoning or your motivation behind doing good things to be to chase God, to please God, to glorify him and for him. If you're doing it to fulfill a selfish objective, to help yourself then as things get sideways, you're going to grow more weary and more tired. But if you're doing it to glorify God, for one, you're doing it with faith and in faith. And so you already know that God has promised to deliver us and to take care of us. I get... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You go. No, you go. (laughs) You go. I
1: was just going to say, we were kind of talking about the fact that there's certain individuals in our life from lives from growing up um individual church people and things i don't want to say any names but you mentioned to me in conversation preparing actually for your messages from last weekend when you were at the youth retreat um that these certain individuals in both of our churches growing up never seemed to appear Mm. weary They never seemed to be shaken by anything, even though life came at them, too. Um, But I think without us really knowing it as kids, they were living in this verse. Like, yeah, not grow weary of doing good, and they were doing good, and sure, they got tired. (laughs) I mean, everybody does, but... um, are just great examples of that, I think, and we, yeah, we needed to reflect on that.
0: That's a good point. Um, You know, I always remember a conversation. I don't remember when it was, how old I was. I feel like we were in the car, but I remember talking to my mom, um, and the conversation of our pastor, uh, Pastor Wormuth, came up, and I just said, you know, it's just something about him. Mom said, you know, you, you can see Jesus in him.
1: Yeah.
0: And... I didn't, like, I got it back then, and and I've gotten it since, but, like, looking back now, like, you can see Jesus in people, and the more they live with the intentions and motivations to do good for him, the more they reflect his image, and the brighter you can see him in people. And so when she said that, like, yeah, Pastor Wormuth was that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a thought. Here's our first train crash of the night. That's uh,
1: not a train <laughs> crash. You're actually like, I,
0: I well, it's it. it's kind of going. Um, I think there's another thing in here too that. I've been guilty of it at times, and you know, I, I'm hoping I've, I've I'm growing out of it. Um, undoubtedly, I'll after this podcast in the next week, I'll totally be guilty of this at some point. So That's how it goes. But I see it a lot, and I just maybe it's because I'm turning into a grumpy old man, but I feel like I see it more and more and more in today's world with young kids. You know, um, but. I feel like often we're abandoning and growing weary of work that we're doing, whether it's whether it's ministry work, whether it's private sector work, whatever it is, um without direction from God on the next thing, and I really feel like we could lean into this section of scripture harder um in those scenarios, you know, Yeah. are you in a spot to grow weary of what you're doing and to jump ship and abandon if you haven't felt a pull or a call or a direction to the next place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if God's not sending you somewhere else, then... He's also not telling you it's time to leave either. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't read, well, I've read, I don't recall a significant amount of stories where God pointed somebody out with no direction. They might not have seen the whole path, I guarantee they didn't see the whole path, the whole plan. But there was some direction. There was some step. Go here. Do this. Well, Why? You don't need to know why, but go here. Do this. But it was never, hey, quit what you're doing and uh, go somewhere. Yeah. I, I just.
1: It's interesting that you say that because right after we got married, I was working at a church. And I was working at children's ministry and youth ministry, finishing my master's degree. And then once I felt that I wasn't supposed to be at said church anymore, I felt like God was pulling me to something else, but I didn't know what that was. And so I had started skating as a result of a seminary degree, my seminary degree that I have and going to school, you know, and simultaneously doing both. And if it wasn't for me working at the church and going to school for ministry and that um, school asking me to do a self-care project and that self-care project turned into skating, I wouldn't be where I am right now in the situation that I am coaching and skating myself and doing all of these things because I felt like God was leading me. And I feel like sometimes whatever situation that may be, you feel that pull and God makes it happen. If he wants you in a particular place.
0: Mm. Yeah. Or if he wants you out of a particular place. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Because the skating became my job after that. I didn't really have a job. Like once I stopped working at the church and I finished my, my schooling, I was skating and I kind of worked my way up to try to get a little bit more involved with coaching and other gigs like that and occupying my time was something i enjoyed but it hit it has turned into a ministry for mm-hmm.
0: me
1: um and yeah, i can use anything
0: well and i think that uh, we you hit on something pretty big there too that i often see a lot of people of, you know one of the most common things to hear from people oh well you're going to leave this job do you have another job have, well No, and, like, that's the focus, but, and so I don't, like, I don't want anyone to get that twisted. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of that. I know you mentioned, like, you left the church, you didn't have another job, you were just skating. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm saying, instead of asking, what are we going to do next for a job? You know, God, if you don't want me here now, what do you want for me? Like, where do you want me to be? What do I do next? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, if you're not feeling that nudge or hearing that answer at all, then maybe it's not time to act. Right. I don't know.
1: Because within that for me, like he opened up many doors of opportunities and things that if I was working a full-time job, I wouldn't have been able to do um, at that point in my life. So, right. you know, there there's a time and a place and a reason oh, for yeah. everything that he has in his plan. and um you know, you just have to, as hard as it is sometimes with when the finances aren't there or anything like that, um, it's, you just have to trust and that's difficult sometimes, but yeah, he'll make a way if it's what he wants you to do.
0: Yeah. And, and I think you, you touched on what, you know, I was just thinking too, is like, it's, it's important as much as it is to, you know, hold off on acting and until you hear, uh, a voice, you know, until you hear something from God. It's also important to discern and to listen. And if you are hearing, to act or to move or or whatever it is that you you act on that and you do it, even if you feel like you don't understand the entire plan, right. but you're getting that nudge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because those
1: nudges can be scary,
0: terrifying. I mean,
1: you. You had your own in the past year, like
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, neither
1: one of us thought you were going to be here. So, and that was a nudge, and then you didn't listen, and then the nudge, you didn't listen. But we've all had that, I think.
0: Yeah. And you know, thinking of like Jonah, you don't, you don't want to. You certainly don't want to run. From where God tells you to go, or you'll end up in a big fish. You you definitely don't want to ignore it. The actually, Bria and I were talking in the kitchen today about Jonah. She they were at a different retreat this past weekend, and their speaker was talking about Jonah. And um, you know, the fish kind of being a blessing for Jonah to give him an opportunity to correct action and, and to follow God. And so, you know, what do you do when that fish doesn't show up? How do you correct action and and turn back to God? Or what if, I don't know, what if it's more uncomfortable than that? I don't know what would be more uncomfortable than being in the belly of a fish, but what if it's worse? Like, are you going to wait for God to have something terrible swallow you up? For that to happen,
1: it's really scary seeing us how we're sitting, what, a thousand feet away from the bay, and you're talking about being swallowed by fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think it was that scary, but well, no, I was
1: just taking it more literal than it should have been, but yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see your point, though.
0: Well, you are getting ready to compete again this weekend
1: mm-hmm, going to Chitown.
0: right and so where do you feel today that you're competing and skating and stuff is is falling within god's nudges how much light is he shining on you right now for for that path in the future
1: that's a that's a loaded question i didn't know that was coming to my end of the desk here.
0: Me neither. Um, I ran out of things to say. <laughs>
1: um, it As the season progresses, I think I end up finding a little bit more peace and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that this weekend I can control a lot of the nerves and the nervousness and the things that I was dealing with the last you know, few competitions I've done. Um, but personally where my highlight has been, and we were just talking about this off air, Um, the highlight for me has been watching the kids that I work with and especially my synchronized skating team, um, that are little kids, like they're six to 10 years old. And just to see their love of skating, their love for me and my fellow coach, Heather. Um, and just to see how I, in a different way, can, serve them and it be a ministry-minded spot that i'm put in um this past weekend they competed at their very first competition and they actually came away with a silver medal which was like phenomenal for a lot of these kids only skating for like two years and doing these skills for the same amount of time but um just knowing that i'm making a difference um and you this past weekend you know being up at that retreat um, making a difference with the kids that were in front of you. And I think both of us do that exact same thing. When we're given an opportunity, we try to make a difference the best that we can. Um, and, and it's a really cool thing that I think as we've gotten older, we've grown into that a little bit more because of what we've done here at camp. So yes, for both of us, you know, whether working here or me at the rink, like there's challenges, there's, hard things we have to overcome, but, you know, we talked about this too, the passion, like your heart has to be in it. We talked about heart, heart, posture a lot last week. Um, but it goes back to getting back to our scripture for tonight. Do not grow weary of doing good. And we know with these situations that we've been put in and opportunities we've been given, we're doing good. Mm. Um, and then you just have to find your God's plan for you and your passion and where you can put your gifts and the things that you love doing. And he will make a way and he will help you do good along the way. So I guess that's a long, <laughs> long answer going back to your your question and the, the scripture kind of tying a little bit all together. But, um, you know, that's just a couple examples of how good you know how we've been living out that scripture and doing good
0: okay i'm not sure it was the question i asked but it was the answer i deserved
1: okay
0: (laughs) i don't know what i was looking for but i do think it's worth noting you know what you brought up that you know i think those kids love you and they're they're receiving and, and growing from you because of the way you're loving them not in particular a anything you've coached them on anything they've learned Mm -hmm. skating wise you're you know it's not your six skating skills it's that you love them and it shows that you genuinely care about them you're showing them a christ-like love and you know what i've thought about with this past weekend it was awesome getting to speak and speak truth and and scripture into those kids but i think too often we think of when we think of doing good we think of you know feeding the hungry and preaching and sharing the gospel which yeah those are all important things and you know and, and donating money to the poor those are all like the big things that people hit on but Really, I think where the most good happened for me this past weekend was just playing basketball with those kids, listening to them talk, walking to the dining hall with them, eating with them, you know, um, playing the other games and stuff like that. Um, We played Break the Ice quite a bit. I don't Don't know if you remember that old game. Yeah, Don't Break the Ice. Yeah, where
1: you have to like – Yeah, the little hammers.
0: Uh, We played that with different – like. And I think just showing that, you know, somebody genuinely cares, Mm -hmm. genuinely cares, um, I feel like that just did so much more.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, just talking about this with an older gentleman I skate with today at the rink, like he was asking about my synchro team and, you know, watched the video of how they skated this weekend. And I said, you know, I make an effort, a genuine effort, every practice that I'm there. Because I go to this rink two days a week, you know, they're wearing a really cool shirt or they have a really cool hair bow in or, you know, they did a nice waltz jump or whatever the case may be. I try to talk to all of them and I think that's the same thing. You're building relationships and the kids are going to remember that. It's not so much, you know, how many, you know, slam dunks you had or anything like that. Like they remember an adult taking the time. And to be there and to um, just notice them. And so that's, yeah, that the relationship building is really important.
0: Awesome. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the truth. Just all the resources you provide to us to try and reflect you and, and try to be like you. And glorify you thank you for your desire for us, your love for us that um, we can't even comprehend. I pray Lord that everybody that hears this knows the truth. they know that you love us, you've uniquely created us sin entered the world and you sent your son for us to save the world from that sin to take up the cross for all of us and to bear that burden for us, that he died on that cross and was resurrected and sits at your right hand for all of us. And that through believing in him, through repentance of our sins, that we too can have eternal life with you, Lord. I pray that we all know that and know you and that you can give us all the wisdom and courage to step out in faith and be bold and courageous for you and to make heaven just a little bit bigger each day. Amen. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please like and share on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Insta. That's all the cool kids say. Yeah. And uh, oh, to you uh, friends of Bayshore Camp out there, all you peeps, we will be at the Saginaw Spirit hockey game Sunday. If I you know if I you too been. would like to go, um, there are is a link through Bayshore social media. I think we have both shared it. It's been all over. Get on the link. Buy your tickets. If you have some Bayshore swag t-shirts or whatever, wear that and get $15 off your camp this summer. That's pretty cool. But uh, come hang out and have fun with all the Bayshore people. It's going to be a great time. And, um, yeah, listen, get your friends to listen to this too. Let's let's boost these numbers up. Let's tell everybody about Jesus. Um, If there's something you want us to talk about or hear or you're embarrassed of us that we need to do different, let us know so we can fix it. And then... uh, yeah, we've been blessed with hundreds of people listening to this, which is just astonishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's keep it growing. Let's let's snowball this. And get it bigger. So thank you so much, friends. What else you got? Anything? Uh,
1: it was pretty quiet with the podcast in here
0: tonight. Yeah, kicked her butt out. Producers out. <laughs> All right, I think that's a wrap.
1: You're gonna throw
0: another water bottle at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Messages. Talk to us. Uh, It gets lonely up here in the winter, so we want to hear from you. Love you all. Good night.
1: Good night.